Hello, beautiful people, and welcome to the podcast. Today's podcast episode is with the wonderful Sarah Gaines. Part two, we talk about body image and that we are not our body. Sarah tells us the tips and tricks and tools that she uses in her joy flow classes to connect to the body and to separate the self from the body and ways to incorporate self-love in everyday rituals. Something that came up for me after the podcast was that for several years, for so many years, I use my body image as a distraction. So my subconscious would self-sabotage and I would become obsessed with the way my body looked. And what this did for me was create a distraction of growth because when we grow in this lifetime, there is a discomfort that comes along with that because we are stepping away from the old and stepping into the new. So naturally, everything can feel uncomfortable during that time. And instead of progressing forward, I would distract and self-sabotage going back to the body image. And I honor everyone and where they're at in their journey of development. I just wanted to shed light on what a distraction it was for me. And on the other side is exponential growth, awakening, and so much light. Because when we release the binds that we have to this attachment to our body, we are filled with so much more knowledge that comes in. So I love everyone so much. I love Sarah so much. This is such a beautiful conversation and I'm just going to get right into it. Enjoy, beautiful people. Welcome to Beautiful People Podcast, Sarah, round two. Briefly describe what you do. You've been on the podcast before, so for everyone listening, this will be a quick recap. Sure. Hey, everybody. I help people love themselves fully and feel confident and comfortable in their body to ultimately go out and live the life you want to live. And like how I like to say, build the life you crave. Mm. So I recently saw a post that you did on Instagram and it was about body image. I know that you're really focused on this work now. And the post was specifically about how we're not the body that we were a month ago, two weeks ago, two years ago, and how that attachment isn't going to serve us. So I want to touch on that a bit more. And I would also just like to say that for people listening now, we did a podcast several months back, which briefly touched on body image, but we didn't really get into it the way that we're going to today. Totally, totally. Yeah. And that post that you were referring to uh, came from a body image workshop that I had led last week where we were talking about you know, as we're moving into this quote unquote post COVID world that we are getting to experience here in the U S how, you know, we're starting to move into social settings and we're going, you know, back to the clothes that we've had in our closets that we maybe haven't worn in 18 months or so. And, you know, kind of that like shame or guilt associated with maybe putting on a pair of pants that aren't fitting you. And so what really came through was this notion of, you know, you think about all that you moved through over the past 18 months. And I mean, COVID really provided us a lens to really sit with that and, and get familiar with the shift over 18 months. But, you know, really this applies to any time period of 18 months. We're constantly changing and growing. And 
so why, if we are internally changing and growing, why are we putting this pressure that our bodies shouldn't be changing or shifting in any single way? Um, and so it was really a reflection point for all of us to, to stop and pause and, and bring ourselves into grace and compassion. And as you said, let go of the attachment for our body to be the way that it once was, because our body is never going to be the way that it once was. Our body is every single day changing, growing, evolving, just as we are. Mm -hmm. And with this perspective, how have you been able to navigate body changes without being attached to projecting from my own experience, oh, this thin body that I had my freshman year in college that I have a vision of once becoming again, how will that ever serve mm. me? Huh. Yeah. Well, and, and in that description that you just so well painted, that's again, like, why are we, why are we wanting to go backwards? Mm. Why do we want to go back to this thing? What is it about that, that attachment, that, that body that we're looking at, um, which I always thought, find so fascinating because, you know, I have moments where I look at old photos of me, right, from certain points in time, and I look at myself and I'm like, whoa, like, I'll, what a body, right? But I remember so clearly in those moments, so not liking how I looked. Mm. And so coming to this notion of acceptance, right? We, we hear a lot about body positivity. I like to live in the world of body acceptance, accepting and embracing what is here in your body right here, right now. Mm. And, you know, one of my favorite practices to do that, I call it the ritual of three. And so it's super simple. It's three deep breaths, three things you love about your body, three things you love about yourself because they are different, your body and yourself. They are two different things. Your body simply supports yourself and three things you're grateful for followed by three deep breaths. And so coming to this gratitude, this appreciation for what this body is giving you because it's giving you life right here, right now. And we get so far detached from that simple truth and that gift, that miracle, because we get lost in that attachment to this body that once was, this thing that once was. It's a thing of a past. Mm. So can we go back to what you mean that the body is separate from the self? And this is yeah. a circumstance, situation, life, everything that I have learned to accept is that I am not my body. Yeah. So through the things that I've experienced with, you know, having trouble accepting my body, it's been quite a relief to recognize that it's not even me to begin with in a mm. way. Yeah. And it's, it's funny, right? Because we are not our bodies. I am not my body. And yet my body is the physical manifestation of everything I've ever experienced in my life. Right. And so it's this, huh? Kind of, kind of thing. Um, but you know, to the point of that, we are not our bodies. I am not my body. It's just as we are not our thoughts. 
right? It's why we practice meditation. It's to sit and notice what's flowing through and notice, oh, I am not that thought. I am not that emotion. I am not this thing, right? And so what we are is the awareness of the thing. And what has been so beautiful for me to experience in the deepening of my body acceptance, appreciation, and love has been the notion that I can actually work with my body to understand myself more, to understand my past more, which will help me gain power as I move into the life that I am creating and building. And so it's understanding that your body is this, this tool, right? It's this, it was, we, we hear your body is a vehicle and it is, it's this, this vessel that your consciousness has been dropped in to experience this life in. And when we can make that, um, Gain, when we can gain awareness of that, we can begin to detach and say, oh, okay, I, I'm not this thing, but this thing is here to support me, to guide me, to help me. I'm co-creating with my body. I completely agree with everything you said. And I also feel like the body can feed off the thoughts that you're sending it and then evolve based on the thoughts that you're feeding it. So if you're constantly body shaming yourself, then your body is going to result in a shape or an energy that is not positive and aligned. And on another note with that, I feel like there's, there has to be a sort of integrity when loving the body, because if I'm not connecting to my higher self, that's telling me move, do yoga, then I'm going to not love my body because I'm not connected to what it needs. Totally, 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 totally. It's, you know, what is the intention? And to your point, right, about the thoughts coming down and influencing and and creating Again, like my body is a physical manifestation of all that I experience in my life, including, and of course, my thoughts. And so when I'm thinking shameful, negative, self-deprecating thoughts, feel into that. I mean, the emotion of that is like heavy and like lethargic. And I just like want to go like, Ugh, you know, it's, mm. and so that heaviness sits in our energetic field and in turn in our body. And then that manifests into not wanting to get up and move your body, not eating, you know, not eating mindfully, not eating nutritious foods, it's all these things versus when you're coming from this in place of integrity and honor and respect and connecting to your higher self, you are thinking at a level of higher consciousness, which is a higher vibration of that lightness, of that love, that joy, that gratitude. And then that comes into your energetic field. And then you feel motivated, you feel energized. So you want to get up and move your body. You want to do the things that feel good, right? It's like, we start to see then how the thoughts come down and then actually turn into the habits that quote unquote are healthy or good for us, what have you. But it all stems from what are you thinking? The question I always ask 
in any of the body image workshops, groups, one-on-ones that I lead is what is the story you've been telling yourself about your body? Mm. And we have to recognize that because that has been what's been dictating everything. Mm. We have this image of ourselves and the way it's supposed to look. And when we're aligned, everything comes together without the attachment of what it's even supposed to look like, period. And we just feel so good that it just flows. It's not about comparing, judging. And I wonder for people who aren't at that place, besides that they aren't their body, they'll be able to realize that by just connecting to yourself, you can understand what your body's actually supposed to look like without the external comparisons. Yeah. And, you know, the connection to self, I think is really kind of the tagline to pull out of that because ultimately that's, what will bring everything else that what's that's what will bring the alignment right like we could sit here and try to contemplate all these kinds of things but ultimately what what makes you feel good what do you know truly makes you feel good what do you what are the things you can appreciate about who you are whatever it is when you get into the practice of that again that energy starts to radiate and then it flows into everything else we don't have to think so hard about it We just need to get into the practice of the gratitude and appreciation, even if it's something as simple as I am grateful for my body for keeping me here alive today with Mm -hmm. a beating heart, breath moving through my body, the ability to see and hear. And I think something that we kind of sometimes get lost in is the need to find this grand appreciation for, you know, uh, we need to immediately jump into the, I look at myself and I see the goddess and all I am. And I think that's actually something that we can get tripped up in because like, yes, do I believe that in myself about myself? Now I do. <laughs> like you would have said that to me at some point in time. And I'd be like, okay. But when you're not in that practice, a statement like that, is like unreachable and triggering so triggering and then you're like i don't even want to fucking listen to you because it's like what are you even saying you're you're off in la la land or something mm-hmm. right but stop thinking that you need to get there it doesn't need to be this massive affirmation that uh, of anything crazy it, you know it's just mm-hmm. what's simple what's here and now like just start there i am here alive breathing and i'm grateful for my body for allowing me to do that what do you think the reasons are for right now in society there being such a disconnect from our higher selves to ourselves just in the 3d world And then therefore resulting in, uh, oh my God, like I need to get my body like this because the more that I'm connecting to who I am, I'm like, oh my God, my body's never going to look like anyone else's because it's my body. I never heard when I was younger, like, Hey, just look in the mirror and say that you love yourself and nourish yourself. And yeah. Yeah. And you know, it's, I literally have chills right now Mm -hmm. and I actually was just on, um, 
the Her Campus website today. And Her Campus is a Gen Z uh, website all for all, you know, women identifying lifestyle online publication. And I had gone and I looked on their website and they had a tab called worship yourself. Ooh. And it was an advertisement of a sponsorship between them and Nair. Remember Nair, like the take the hair off yeah. your, like your little mustache. And, um, and it was this, this advertisement about worshiping yourself and self-care and they show this woman walking down and like, you know, she's got curves and, and you know, they're like close up on her thighs. And I'm like, damn, what a difference to be growing up with this kind of messaging mm. versus, you know, what we were growing up with, which was, you know, all this, all, all super, super thin fit, whatever, that was the look. And so, you know, why do I think it's coming up now? Because we're ready for it. Mm. You know, we've been, we've been wanting this. Um, how much longer are we going to continue to perpetuate these cycles of feeling small and shameful or like we're too much or we can't take up space? We're tired of not giving ourselves permission to take up space and this on this very subtle level and so that's why I think now because mm -hmm. we're ready for it right like it, it wouldn't be happening now and whoever's listening to this now wouldn't be hearing this now if they hadn't been calling it in mm -hmm. in some way and thank the heavens that more and more people are calling this in now are saying enough is enough. I am worthy of loving myself fully and creating this life. And, you know, what I am so passionate about this work for one of the reasons is we get to be the stoppers in a sense of passing this on to the next generation of of women and men, of humans, right? Because it's not, this isn't just, this doesn't just apply to women. Um, right. It's a special, it's, it's a special breed, right? It's a special take. Um, but, you know, I, you know, I've talked to, and I've worked with women who have daughters and the last thing that they want to do is pass on these feelings that they have experienced of shame, of guilt, of, of, self-loathing they they don't want to pass that on to their daughters and so we have the privilege and the honor to get in and do the work and and clear it out so we can live fullest and then everyone that comes after us can right and how you do anything is how you do everything so in yes. this approach of i'm going to love the vessel that i'm in and i'm going to honor and connect to my higher self in order to move forward oh my god this is going to result in the way that you treat work in the way that you treat relationships everything sprinkles out from the self-love that is from within yes mm. yes yes and that's why i have always said and will say it to the day i die self-love is the most important thing in the world mm. the relationship we have with ourselves is a relationship we have with everything, as you just said. And our body is part of that. And again, when we can 
shift our relationship to be that of a positive, healthy, loving one with our body, the magic that you can create in this life is next level. I don't ever use that phrase, but that's the phrase that came through. Like it is next level. It really is. Mm. And I invite everybody here to ask themselves the question, what is the relationship I have with my body? If I was describing my, if I was describing the relationship I had with my body, as I was describing a relationship with a romantic partner, what would it be? And then you can even look at how are the romantic partners I have a representation of the relationship I have with myself. Which it's going to be because the unhealed relationship with the body is going to project onto the romantic partners. Yeah. Even onto the partners within friendships. Because if you are disconnected and not in love with your body, then you're going to feel very uneasy feelings with someone who maybe is in touch with their body. Right. There's right. going to be a res- maybe a resentful jealousy that comes up that is n- nothing to be shameful about, but yes. just needs to be looked at and untangled. Yes. What a beautiful way to put that, right? Because the question becomes, right? Okay, like, what do, what do I do with that? What do I do with this awareness? Mm. And there's not that there's nothing that you need to do. <laughs> But in a sense, it's, you know, it's noticing it and then using that as, oh, okay, here is how my body is helping me create, right? Because my body is bringing forth this signal, right? This, this unpleasant alert in the form of an emotion or thought. And that is here to teach me something about the love I have for myself right? Like if jealousy is coming up or if anger or annoyance is coming up, why? What about it? Is it? And then that's a signal for you to learn and understand, digest, so you can step deeper into the love and appreciation for yourself. We are such good teachers to ourselves through our emotions. Yeah. And I feel that when I didn't know this before I was shoving my emotions down, but now that I can have control over my emotions and understand the connection between the self and the body, I'm able to take these emotions just as we were talking about and use them as a tool to gain awareness more about myself. It's fascinating and such a beautiful tool to use. So I love that. It's just amazing. Right. And one of my favorite mantras that I've used over and over and over again is emotions as information, Mm. right? When they're, when they're coming through, like, what is this for? What is this showing me, teaching me, guiding me towards? Mm. And, and then you get to take it a step further where you get to say, okay, where in my body am I holding this? Where in my body do I feel this emotion? Is this stored? And then you could even, then you take that and you deepen further. You're like, oh, okay, it's in my belly. All right, what shame and guilt, what else is in my belly? You know, it's, Mm -hmm. so it really, it like becomes the scavenger hunt of your own body. (laughs) Mm -hmm. 
You know, it's so interesting that you talk about this because I just got an, I have an incredible massage therapist here in Sedona and we do work together. And our last session was three hours long of him moving energy so deep through my body. And it was coming out. Like, I didn't know if I was going to throw up on the table and it was so intense. And after the session, I, you know, I was like, I'm sorry if I shit on this table right now. Like, I just, <laughs> and it was so interesting to witness how the emotion is really deeply trapped energy. And prior to beginning the session, when I was sitting down with him, he was like, Elise, I can feel from you. He's a super intuitive, just amazing human. And I can feel that you're so in your head that when you walk through a room, I can feel that that's where most of your energy is. He's like, if you would connect deeper into your womb and into that area, then you would flow through life so differently. And that doesn't mean that anything's wrong and that anything's bad, but it just made me think how even when the body exists, for us to not live in the head, but through the conditioning that we've received, we've been forced to stay in our heads because of the power that lives in our bodies and how much control we would really have without even trying if we lived everywhere but our heads. Yes, yes, because our body holds all of the wisdom. Our body holds all of the wisdom. And then when we're living in our head, it's just all ego Mm. and fear and figuring it out. And like, everything's already figured out. Mm. (laughs) Everything is already figured out, just waiting for you to be ready for it. And so the more that we can drop into our body and be present with our body and into the right into your belly, into your womb, the literal place of creation, Mm. What can come from that? And I mean, that's why I love movement so much. Mm. I feel most connected. I receive the most the most messages and insight when I am moving because I am so deeply connected to my body when I'm in that practice of movement and breath. I love that because movement doesn't have to be connected to a purpose. Right. And I feel that this is something I've learned through yoga because in yoga, I do it to emotionally release. Mm -hmm. Whereas before I was going to the gym to, I don't know, calories, I don't know, body, just all the nonsense. Right. Right. And it's, you know, to go back to this, image that we were given, you know, of like, look this way, right? Like, so too was how we were supposed to move our bodies and the food that we were to eat. It was all for this purpose of get as small as possible. Mm. And when you even just hear it like that, it's like, why would I get as small as possible? Let me be as big and expansive as possible. And the only way that I could do that in a way that is so attuned to me is to connect with me and to understand what makes me feel the most expansive, energized, full of life. Mm. 
but that's not how we were taught. And so it's a retraining. Mm. Through this retraining, what are your go-tos for the movement that you do? Is there a nutrition thing that you follow? You know, for movement, joy flow. You know, my, the practice that I, have you done it? Have you taken a joy flow class I need to. You need to come one day. Okay. So, you know, joy flow combination of yoga into ecstatic dance followed by a deep meditation. And it's like a really slow, like juicy yoga flow to then build up into this intuitive movement and ecstatic dance. And I mean, when I first started practicing ecstatic dance a few years back, like that was like, like the crack that like everything out outflowed after that. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I'm so keen on having it so integrated into my daily practices and in joyful the class that I teach um, because it has just been the most powerful medicine mm -hmm. of just letting yourself move freely and take up space. And I have so seen it within myself and people that I know who also practice joy flow, how it, then just directly correlates with your life. It's just like how, you know, we say meditation is not just when you're seated, it's meditation is a way of life. Mm -hmm. I say joy flow is not just the joy flow practice and the movement, it's joy flowing through life. Um, and so that's movement for me is that one. And then for eating, I mean, I eat mostly plant-based and that has come from starting to experiment and notice how do I feel best and most energized and what I had started to notice is that by eating mostly plants that's where I feel best um but I also am not tied to that my joke used to be um plant-based except for chicken tenders at sporting events <laughs> um <laughs> and then I ate chicken tenders at a Bruins game and I felt awful afterwards and I was like all right I think I think I'm done here um <laughs> but you know I, I don't I don't tie myself to any one form of of eating I think that's just another form of restriction um you know I I eat colorful colorful, colorfully and mindfully, mm. um, which is a huge, a huge thing because a lot of, you know, my past of coming from restriction and over-exercise and really restrictive eating, mm -hmm. I would then on the flip side binge. And so the practice of mindful eating has been super integral in just like my consumption of, of everything. So Going back to the ecstatic dance, what I've noticed, I do ecstatic, I'm definitely going to take your class, by the way, and I'm so excited for that. For the ecstatic dance, I go usually once a week here in Sedona. Uh -huh. And what I've noticed through the ecstatic dance, not only does our inner child come out, but there's parts of ourselves that we chisel off as we begin to flow into the movement. And suddenly it's like, oh my God, why am I scared to move my hips this way? Why am I scared to move my body in certain ways? And what is this shame layer? And why do I care what people think about me? And it's just all these layers that come off like an onion. Yes, 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 yes. And then you take that back to the body image, right? How has all, how have all of those layers been literally in your body? Mm, as trapped energy. 
Yeah. Trapped energy just waiting to be released. Right. And then, or, and trapped energy manifesting itself in different ways. Mm. As maybe coping mechanisms that no longer serve. Yeah. Yeah. It's all energy. All of it. (laughs) It's powerful, powerful stuff. And so going back to the body image, is there something that you do that focuses on inner child or have you incorporated the inner child into any of the body love? Definitely. And it, the inner child typically flows through and in some way, shape or form, totally dependent on the person because sometimes the body image story that we are holding, I mean, for me, that first memory where I, can think back to the first time I ever thought about wanting to change my body, I was eight years old, right? So there's that that young girl in me who needs to be addressed versus, you know, I've spoken and worked with other women who for them, it starts at maybe 14, 15. And so whenever it is, it's kind of pinpointing, okay, when is that first memory that I can think of? And how did that memory kind of continue to replay itself throughout my whole life. And if I go back to that moment, right, taking me, for example, my eight-year-old self, what did I need to hear then in that moment when I so clearly remember thinking, oh my God, I have these rolls on my stomach, but that girl over there doesn't, right? Like what did I, what did I need to hear in that moment? And if I heard that, how might my entire life have shifted? How would my life be different if that moment was different? Mm. That's so powerful and so important because I feel like if we don't go back and revisit ourselves at a young age to communicate with ourselves the way we need to be communicated to, that is becomes an unmet need. And if you hadn't gone back, and if all of us, everyone listening, if myself included, if I don't go back and hadn't gone back to the inner child that needed to be spoken to a different way, communicated with a different way, honored, accepted, then the speed at which change is able to happen and the growth is just very squashed down because the little girl in me will continue to self-sabotage until she gets what she needs. Exactly. Or I will stay small. I will stay very small. Right. Right. Because that's, that's what she feels she needs. Right. She's, she's scared. She's, she needs that. Mm. But if you could go up to her and say, Hey baby girl, you're good. Sit up tall, shake it out. Look how beautiful you are. Go look at your smile, go wiggle your hips. Right. And then you, you be with her as she does that. How does that, just begin to, to flow into everything else that you do. Mm, so beautiful. So now that summer's happening and the body image thing, although I feel a little bit icky when I'm like, summer's here, body's out, but that's the yeah. truth. Yes. What is some words of advice that you have besides this whole beautiful conversation that yeah. is so beautiful for me and everyone listening what are some advice that you have for people that 
feel concerned about their body this summer on the beach that feel like mm. they weren't the same body that they were last summer and they're feeling small? The first thing that popped up is put on a bathing suit and dance around your room mm. and just get comfortable having your body moving. And as you said, right, you'll notice this uncomfortable, these uncomfortable thoughts come up and good again, because those thoughts, those emotions are all here as teachers. And then you can kind of just shake it out and let it go. But that practice will begin to shake off that, that residue. So that, that's the first thing that comes up. And I would really invite people to take on a gratitude practice. And a gratitude practice, again, of your body and yourself as two separate entities. And the other thing is write a letter from your body to yourself, a letter of forgiveness. Mm. Your body is the most forgiving entity, right? Your body has been here through it all. It will continue to be here through it all. Your body is here only in your support, truly. And so all this just other stuff, know that your body forgives you. Your body doesn't want to hold on to it. And so sit down, write a letter, forgive yourself. Let your body forgive yourself. Um, so those would be, those would be my, my three, my three things. Dance around your, dance around your room. Um, come to a joyful class. <laughs> um, you know, adopt a gratitude practice. Maybe it's writing, you know, 10 things or, or looking at yourself in the mirror and, and really just speaking that gratitude out loud and write a letter of forgiveness from your body to yourself. Mm, I love that. And going back to the looking in the mirror, sometimes if I'm feeling off and I look at myself in the mirror and I'm like, all right, I'm checking in. What do you need? Yes. It has been the biggest catalyst of change for me. So instead of really being in my head and suppressing and just when I look in the mirror and ask what I need, the answer is always given. Always, always, always. And one other thing that I'll add on to that, this has been a, a question that has, I've been leading this five week long body image magic group. And our question throughout this entire five weeks thus far has been, it's not even a question, it's more of a prompt, body, I am listening. Mm. And just taking a moment, body, I'm listening. Again, like, what do I need? What do you need? Tell me, body, I am listening. Mm. So beautiful. Sarah, this was such an empowering conversation considering mm -hmm everything that's going on in the world right now you are joy flowing your way through it and i love it <laughs> right alongside you how can people find you 
The best way is Instagram, sarahjgaines.com. Thank you so much. And we will surely connect again. I know it. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast episode, it would mean so much to me if you left a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. If you have done so already, I appreciate you very much. Check out Sarah on Instagram and take her class. Check out her website. She's a beautiful person. I love beautiful people. Have a beautiful day and I'll catch you on the next one.